What's up, guys? It's Brittany Chisholm. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. This is Tony Berlitti. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Episode 144. I'm Darkside, obviously. We want to thank Torque One Racing, our title sponsor, along with Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Bandwidth Racing, Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, Cherubies, X Brand Goggles, and Williams Motor Works. All on board for 2020 to help the show keep going, unlike my other side project, the Rapid Show, which may be going away. Um, I want to point out Extreme Colors, man. Uh, our buddy Dex Lester, one of our listeners, just uh, just shipped his helmet off that he won from the show uh, with an Extreme Colors paint job. It was a Fly Racing F2 helmet that they donated. Kirk painted that thing up. It looks badass. I'll be looking for Dex's post soon on that helmet. Uh, DJ TJ in studio, what would you think about that helmet? Dude, That I mean, I like Kirk's stuff anyways, but... Yep. The design that Dex, I guess, got him to do was really legit. Like, I like how, I, like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, the plane, like, the, it's not completely wild, but yet it looks like, I don't know, it looks really good. I, that's kind of my style stuff, so I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's killer, man. And, you know, he's uh, painted numerous helmets for me. Uh, we want to thank Kirk Hunter. You guys, if you're looking for a custom-painted helmet, you cannot beat $295. I mean, you just, for that's a fan cheap. helmet, I mean, that's that's rad, right? I mean, yeah. shit. So hit up Kirk Hunter, Extreme he, Colors on Instagram. He's always posting. He's got some really killer deals on some helmets, too. Um, it's a, a competitor yeah. of our sponsor, Fly Racing, but they're still really good helmets. So, yeah, just hit up Kirk Hunter. Give him a follow, Extreme Colors. Uh, you know, it's sorry, X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S. Follow him on Instagram and let him know you like his stuff. Yeah, and he did a helmet for me a couple of years back, and I gave him this about, I don't know, five different abstract things that didn't make a lot of sense even as I was saying them, and he <laughs> put it all together on a helmet that looked legit. So it's cool. pretty cool. Hell yeah. Uh, so tonight we've got a, a pretty good show, pretty packed show. We've got Cheyenne Harmon, Privateer Cheyenne Harmon. We have Eli Bowman, who owns Red Label Graphics. He is a buddy of Hal's, and he's been in the industry for a while, so we're going to talk to him. If I'm not mistaken... He actually was one of the lead designers at InStyle at one point. Uh, we've got Privateer Ryan Brees coming on, TLD KTM's Pierce Brown, and then I have a pre-recorded interview with Kyle Cunningham from Monday. So this will be a this will be a lot longer show than what we've been doing. We're getting ready to get back into the season, so hopefully we can get these things back with a new number of riders and maybe instead of just doing one or two. And, but uh, yeah, this is going to be a pretty good show. I'm excited. Good to have TJ back in the studio. He was in last night for the wrap-up show. If you haven't checked that out yet, that was... The wrap-up show was better than the actual show. <laughs> yeah, you didn't love that <laughs> this week's pulp, but uh, 
Well, I think that was we had a lot of fun last night. So hopefully you guys like it. Um, big news this week or in the last couple of weeks, we TJ hadn't had a chance to talk to you on this show about. Let's talk about Ryan Dungey. Uh, just we'll do this briefly because we do have a long show tonight. But Ryan Dungey, part owner of Geico. Yeah, he, it's pretty. It, it kind of blew me apart uh, a way that he's part of the race team. Like I didn't, yeah, yeah. I never knew you could just buy into the race team. <laughs> That was kind of neat. So uh, yeah, I need to I need to call up Factory Honda and say, what can I get for twenty bucks? Yeah, what can I, how, twenty what, bucks a month? I mean, can one I get share the truck? is that what it is? Can, can we can these race teams start selling shares? You know, what I'm talking yeah. about how about just uh, one interview with Ken Roxon? Yeah, that's one. Right. That's right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet uh, it was a little more than twenty dollars that Dungey bought in. Yeah, it's gonna be good though. I mean, or it's gonna be interesting. I say it's gonna be good. Who I, the hell? It could go bad for some reason. I think but. more details will probably come out as the year goes. How yeah. much is the actually involved? It's gonna be really interesting to see what does that mean. So I mean, yeah, I wonder how much his involvement honestly going to be because you know we it sounds like he left KTM because they were wanting more out of him, maybe yeah. more being at the races more than he wanted to be. Uh, he did maybe the position they wanted him wasn't exactly what he wanted to do. So now that he's part owner in this team, is he going to be like heavily involved? Or yeah. like we talked about last night, is it going to be like what we, what we from the outside saw with Ricky Carmichael and RCH, where it didn't seem like there was a lot of involvement. Right. You know, it'd be, you know, who knows? Um, I'm sure I think we'll see him at the races. Uh, last year he was there almost every, every week that I was there, he was there. Yeah. But I think we'll see him at a number of races, at least this first. Maybe he'll give some interviews this time. Yeah. Now that well, he's part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean with him? Himself? Yeah, him giving interviews and stuff like that. And because I know I asked him twice last year, and I mean I'm nobody, and I don't know who I am. But, oh. but both times he was like, ah, not right now. I can't do it right well, maybe now. Maybe he didn't like you. He interviewed with me. Oh well, I'm just. I'm but a, I only asked him one time. And you're way cooler than me, so. I mean, I probably just caught him at the right moment. Although what you said is what a very factual thing. I am way cooler than you. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, what are you gonna do? Um, okay, how about um, so. It doesn't sound like the Chad Reed to KTM thing is actually going to happen. That was sounds like it was more of a rumor. But let's talk about Marvin Muskin being out and his injury. Um, I think that's a big hit to the series. I yes. said Again, I said last night that um, I like having five, six guys that you go, well, that For guy sure. can win very For easily. Sure. Marvin being out, that, that's that's a hit. That's hard, that's hard on KTM. Um, and being a Marvin fan is kind of awesome because it's like – it's kind of like with me and Blake Baggett a couple of years ago. In my opinion, Blake Baggett was always right there, could always yeah. pull it off. He, he last last few years hasn't been as good as it has been for him before, but Marvin was always that way. It's like, oh, someone messes up, Marvin's right there. Marvin gets a good start. You could somebody to yeah. really root for sure. that, that's not going to run away with it or wind up being normally back of the pack. I so. mean, like really this year, 2019, a lot of the a few of the races that Cooper won, Marvin was faster, right. yep, better. Um, Went down. He doesn't always yeah. get the credit because, like, when we talk about who's going to win, most people say Eli, Kenny, uh, maybe Cooper again. Like he doesn't, Marvin doesn't really get the credit so much that you or the the props or whatever, the respect maybe. Yeah, that I think he pro he deserves. Uh, you know, unfortunately with this industry, this sport, if you aren't winning, you suck. Right. You know. And then even when Marvin is winning, people are like, well, it's just because of this. Or, you know, there yeah. seems to always be this excuse for him with fans. I don't know why that is, why people don't get him. French. The, maybe so. Uh, but it's a big hit. Bunch and, of and, and for him, it's a big hit, right? We talked about, again, last night, just signed a two year deal. 
yeah. extension. One of them basically is already gone now because he's for not going to race Supercross. For sure. Yeah. Um, so then he has to come back in a rebuild year and hope that he does well to keep his deal. And at that point, you know, KTM may be looking to move on, right? I mean, right. so it, it could be re- it could be a ne- very negative thing for Marvin's career, but two, hopefully not. Two years within the next two years, I bet we see a big change at KTM. Yeah. I can't, I cannot see uh, Roger staying in that position. Not that he's doing anything wrong, but sooner or later he's going to not want to do this. How old is Roger now? You know what I mean? Like he's going to take more of a step back. I don't know about that because I don't remember. I think it was on one of the. Um, the Red Bull shows, the the inside the moto, not inside the moto. What are yeah, they called now? I know what you're talking about. It's not called inside the moto, but the new things they're doing, mm-hmm. like the spy, not the spy moto spy show, but I wish I, MX Nation. I, mean, yeah. I think it's I think it MX Nation. But anyway, they were asking Roger about this. He's man, I don't want to stop doing this. Basically, I don't remember word for word what he said. He doesn't want to stop doing this nation. He does not want to not be at the races. So I think you're right. wrong. I think. I don't know that Roger would be able to deal with it not being at the races. Now, Ian Harrison did step into his old position. Right. But it seems like, again, from the outside, he's still every bit as involved. Roger is. But, Maybe. And, and I see that. It's just, I mean, he's their KTM is going, I mean, it's going to happen. And I'm not saying this year. I'm saying within the next two years, I think we'll have a big shakeup there. Yeah, and it may yeah. be with Ian, just a smooth transition. Nobody really notices. And then oh, yeah. Roger's just there as like a figurehead. But I'm just saying, I, with that, I mean, you got Marvin, you've got, um, what's it called, Cooper. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, I mean, I, I like him. And of course, if, I don't know what gets back to them or whatever, but I don't see him being like a long-term Dungey going to be there for Cooper, multiple a uh, Cooper, yeah. 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 Multiple multiple championships and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's good. Well, he I think he's coming on next week. Yeah. Um we we talked this don't week bring a little that bit. Up. So uh, maybe that'd be something I ask. How do you feel? You know, you gonna stick around for K- at KTM or do you want out? Yeah. No, not not, not about know, KTM, but saying. I'm talking I'm about joking. just just a championship yeah. contender for. I mean, how long did Dungey race at that top level yeah. in the 450 class? Right, right. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, again, though, it's it sucks that he's gone. going to be out this season for him. As, yeah. As career wise, I think it's a hit. I think they feel and that for spot? us as fan. Um, not unless it's Chad Reed. And it doesn't sound like the Chattery thing's actually no, going to no, happen. No, I know it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, if you if you go off of what Ellie said and social media yeah, from it's, Dan, it's not. Um, but that to me probably is the only. I, I'd love to see him fill it with just anybody, almost like Martin Davalos or somebody else. Yeah. But they're not going to do that. Yeah. If it's not somebody that brings in a ton of um, eyes, like Chad Reed. Yeah. Not, yeah. I don't think they'll do it. You know, or like uh, was it Daniel Blair said, ah, bring Hurlings over, you know. But yeah, that's Hurlings. Hurlings not going to come over to Supercross. So. Yeah, because he's a, he's scared of it. <laughs> right, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, I'm yeah, most, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm what not, you're saying. Right, I'm not downing him for that. Sure, sure. Um. Anyway, so yeah, some pretty interesting news. But we're we're just a couple of weeks away from Supercross. We're going to get into the show real quick. About to take a break. I do want to remind everybody we got one more week in the Fly Casual Wear giveaway. Hat and T-shirt could be. Uh, for one of our male listeners or for one of our female listeners, whoever whoever we pick, it, it could be either one. Actually, one of our entries was a male listener who wants to get something for his wife. So please, all you got to do is go to the contact form at MotoXPodShow.com. 
I want to get some traction on that website, get some you know eyes on it, get some numbers up. So go to the site, click the contact contact link, tell us why you want the fly casual wear, and we'll enter you in. We've got a bunch of entries already. We'll announce that thing next week. Uh, but unless you got anything else, let's go to a break. That's it. All right, we'll be right back with Cheyenne Harmon. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorized Pajo sent you. All right, everybody. You guys know when you're out riding, protection is key. All Sport Dynamics are hands down the best wrist braces available. Trusted by many of the top pros such as Weston Pike, Joey Savacci, and Adam Cincerillo, as well as NFL and Major League Baseball players and some of the top bull riders in the world, visit motocrosswristbrace.com and follow them at wristbraceguy on Instagram or email me, darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. Uh, All Sport Dynamics brings us Mr. Cheyenne Harmon. What's up, Cheyenne? Hey, guys. How's it going? Going pretty good now that we got our little technical difficulties uh, out of the way that we started with. Um Man, so the, why don't you fill us in on what's been going on? We're just a few weeks away from Supercross. We are all excited. What's your world been like? Man, my world has been crazy. Um, don't know really where to start. Um, well, let's start with hold on, before we yeah. get before we get into that real quick. Let's start with what you've done this off season because that was actually really, in my opinion, super cool. I would think it would be for you. Fill in everybody who doesn't follow you on um what you got to do this off season You're talking I guess about germany or? yeah yeah let's do that yeah so yeah so i got uh, a deal worked out to go race in uh the german uh supercross series with the the castrol um uh suzuki team so that was really cool I, i'd been talking to uh mishi the team manager for the last few years back and forth and uh finally got a deal to put together to go over this year so I was really excited and thankful for the opportunity to get to go over there. And um, we still have another race um, uh, the second weekend of Supercross uh, in Dortmund. So I'll have to go back over there and miss around to Supercross. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's been cool. You know, the competition over there is really tough. There's a lot of good guys like Michael Essie and Bowers and Breeze and Starlin and yeah, uh, a bunch of other guys that are really good. So, you know, you really got to be on your A game over there. And so, yeah, it's been cool going over there. I haven't got the results I wanted to get, but, you know, I'm getting uh, – it's my first time going over there too, so it's kind of trying to learn how their format is. It's a little different, and uh, their tracks are more arena cross style than they are super cross, but they're still right. pretty technical in their own, own way. So, but yeah, no, it's been fun. And also, I raced Monster Cup. And then uh, this last weekend, I did one of the Hoosier Arena Cross races. So I've been trying to race as much as I can. You know, this summer uh, when I was up in Canada racing, I broke my leg pretty bad. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of 
come in to, you know, go do these German races and, and Monster Cup and stuff like that behind the eight ball. You know, Monster Cup was my first race back from my broken leg. And yeah. I probably I rode one, maybe two days on Supercross before this. So everything right now has just been practice and building, trying to get ready to go race uh, for this next season. Well, this is, I know you were did the Canada deal, but this is really like your first time to travel overseas per se. What's like some things that you've learned doing it like from the first of the year to where it's getting a little better now that'll help you next year and all that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, just the gate for me, it's just the gate drops getting the gate racing with those guys. I mean, you can't simulate racing. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me. I can go practice and put in 150 laps a week and, but you can't simulate getting on a gate with some of the best guys and, and just, just being in that situation where you're, you're nervous and anxiety and your heart rate's up, you know, you just, you can't, you can't replicate that. So right. for me, that's the biggest thing, you know, uh, is just is doing that. That's, well, that's I, the biggest thing that helps me. And I was talking about too, like the traveling and stuff like that. What's some things you've picked up like as you've been traveling to other countries and whatnot? Well, I've not really learned much German. <laughs> I think I have. I think I don't have a great attention span. I know a few words, and they're not the uh, the most choice words. Yeah, yeah. So I can count in German. Yeah, I can't even do that. So you're ahead of me. I took two years of German. That's all I learned. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it's been cool. You know, try. This is my first time to go race over in Germany. Nice. And um, like I said earlier. And then go to another country other than Canada. So it's been cool to, to see the different cultures and the different lifestyles. And, you know, um, it, it's just cool opportunity that, you know, when you're a kid, you just don't really take dirt bikes, whatever, take you to go do something like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we know that a lot of these off season races are a little bit more laid back than, say, AMA Supercross. Have you had a chance to, you know, go hang out a little bit or sit and visit with? some of the guys you mentioned like a Ryan Brace or a Bowers or, you know, and just kind of get to know many and, and socialize a little bit more. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, pretty much everybody gets along for the most part at that race. I mean, especially, you know, with us American riders being over in another country, mm -hmm. you know, seeing familiar faces is always nice and, and kind of makes you feel a little more comfortable and sure. a little more at home. So yeah, I mean, everybody pretty much talks and, and gets along. And, um, you know, I think I've talked, to more of the guys I raced against while I've been in Germany than I did a whole season here in the <laughs> right. States. Yeah. So, yeah. We've heard that, that a lot. That, yeah. So, I mean, you know, everybody's still out there. Everybody's still racing hard and, and whatnot, but it is cool that, you know, everybody can still get along somewhat. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's good, man. I, th I bet that's a lot of fun. You kind of mentioned, you know, a minute ago that this is not something you would have really dreamed of being an opportunity racing motorcycles and that's something i was thinking about the other day that you know so th this career even for like the top level guys is pretty short right i mean it's it's early in your life really when most of these guys retire um and then for a guy that's a privateer it's even more difficult what are some things that you've really been able to take away from racing motorcycles may not maybe not even motorcycle related but it's life lessons well um well you definitely learn the value of hard work and how to appreciate a dollar. <laughs> right, right. Well, privateer, you know, yeah. every dollar is, you know, I mean, you know, 
I stopped going to school in sixth grade. I mean, I do have my high school diploma, but I, I stopped going to public school in sixth grade. And, um, you know, I've had some of my family and other people not necessarily understand why and think sure. I was missing out on missing out on a lot, you know, like going to school events and, and socializing. But, you know, I've told my grandma and other people, I was like, I've learned more from racing motorcycles, dealing with sponsors <laughs> and all that. I've, I've gained so much more out of that than I would have ever gone to school. You know, I mean, my business skills, I, I, I wouldn't have the business skills I have if I would have been in school. I wouldn't have got to see all the cool things I did, see the different cultures and, and, you know, learn about things in life that I probably wouldn't have learned about if I was in school. So yeah, you yeah. definitely learn a lot. You, you learn a lot. You learn to grow up. You know, when I, I, I was traveling the country and me and me and a mechanic at 16 years old, just me and him going across the country racing. So, you know, that's pretty big for a 16 year old. Yeah, you know, I had to grow up. I had to grow up pretty quick. Yeah, my kid could have never done that. So you know, I but you know, ever since I was probably twelve or thirteen, I mean, ever since I was a kid, just my family always took it very seriously, and my dad always raised me to you know take everything seriously and be a professional and treat it as a business. So you know, I've always tried to do that. So, um, but yeah, like I said, you just you learn a lot of life skills. Right yeah. on, yeah. Uh, doing this stuff. Well, speaking of a little bit of life skills, we talked at the at this last arena cross round at the Hoosier Arena Cross, and you kind of had some like a big setback getting ready for a one. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to say a whole lot. I want to keep it professional. But, sure. You know, um, I did have. I'm sure everybody has seen a recent press release with the team um, that kind of based out of the Texas area somewhat with a lot of Texas based riders. Yeah. Um, and I was supposed to, and I was supposed to be one of those riders and, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was a done deal and it was quite a shock. Uh, I got, I come home from Germany and, uh, I wasn't even home half a day and had a meeting, got called to a meeting and, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was the one, now I'm the one on the outside looking in and, yeah, that well, that kind of disappointing. Yeah, and that kind of goes right into some of the stuff you were just talking about about growing up and life lessons. You know, hey, life ain't easy sometimes. Some things don't work out like you expect. And as a young man, you have to adjust. I mean, yeah, I can see how disappointing that would be. That's heartbreaking, especially this close to Supercross. But you just said, you know, I don't want to blow these guys out. I want to be professional. That to me shows that you have learned some of those skills. Like, you know what? Hey. It sucks, but it's time to move on. No reason to talk shit. Let's just, you know, get up and, uh, you know, as they say, what, pull your bootstraps up and yep. go race. But, man, this yeah. this business, this industry, being as small as it is, it, it's it's. It, I don't know if I'd say it's cutthroat, but it 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 definitely has its peaks and valleys. Yeah, no, it definitely does. This sport, I mean, it, I question myself sometimes. Why I keep coming to do it? <laughs> yeah, and coming back and wanting to race. Obviously, I love racing. I love, you know, everything about it, you know, other than, I mean, the when you're down and things aren't going right, I'm, I can't tell you how many times it would have just been so easy for me to walk away and quit. I sure. might not have thought twice about it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I would have got the fire back. But, you know, um, yeah, like you said, it's, it, this whole deal has been a pretty big blow to my program. I can um, imagine. I, it, I mean, 
real thoughts about, you know, walking away and, and, you know, never looking back at this sport. But, I mean, you know, I, I, the fire is so deep inside of me to do this, and I have such a passion for it. And not only that, I feel I have a lot left on the table. There's a lot of things I know I can accomplish that yeah. I haven't accomplished yet. So I'm just going to continue to work for that. <clears throat> so, yeah, this was a, definitely a, a big blow, especially happened so late in the the, the off season sure. because everybody's pretty much got their budget set and their team set now. So there's no room for me. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big name privateer. So <clears throat> coming across getting the support I need has been needless to say, I'm still working on it, trying to figure out a way. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go racing. <clears throat> I don't, I, I've got a few things figured out, but I don't have everything set in stone. I don't have all the support I need at the moment. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually driving back from training with Greg Albertson up at Game Moto today right now. Um, so I'm, I'm still training. I'm working hard. Uh, to say that this lit a fire under me that maybe I needed is definitely something that happened. I mean, it's really got me fired up. And it's been really hard to bite my tongue. Um, and it's really hard to bite my tongue right now is what I would like to say. Right. But, you know what, I'm not going to. Um, yeah, don't, I mean. As, as, maybe, there, as, maybe, there, maybe there's a later time later on, um, you know, if somebody wants to take me out for a beer, I'll tell them the story, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, uh, for the most part, you know, I'll say this, you know, the, the Man Luck team, you know, when I was with them, they treated me very good, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for the help that they gave me when I was with them, um, but it's just disappointing that things have gone the way they have, and Sure, kind of feel like, you know, I got the short end, but, you know, that's just life, that's the way things go, and you know, I'm just, I'm choosing to move on from it. I'm going to do my program. I'm going to go race. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's their loss. Well, I, I want to say as a host of this show that I would obviously content wise love for you to go off. Right. But professionally, <laughs> professionally, you're doing the right thing. Um, so, you know, p- props to you for that. Go ahead, TJ. So speaking of plans, getting ready for a one, I noticed, like you said, you were doing the Hoosier they have a pretty good payout. The kicker arena cross is picking up some stuff. Is there a, like, is like, I see arena cross trying to make a comeback. Is there enough coming back to help out privateers like you to be able to get your programs together for sponsors to be able to say, Hey, I'm, I'm doing super cross and arena. Cross. Does that kind of stuff make a difference? Well, I think the biggest thing about the arena cross series now, um, that it's coming back is it's televised and that's, that's a big thing when I can go to sponsors and say, Hey, it's on TV. So yeah, it's definitely good that that's coming back. Um, kind of what my initial plans are at this moment in time, um, doing Cheyenne Harmon racing is, uh, going, I'm going to go race Anaheim one. Um, and then I got to go back to Germany for the final round of the German series. Um, then I'll fly back and race Anaheim two. And then I'm going to come back home, race, uh, two of the kick arena cross races. Uh, in Guthrie, Oklahoma, then there's one in Denver, Colorado. And then I'm going to go back and race the final round of the West Coast in San Diego. So that's kind of my one-month plan, and that's about as far as I can think right now. Um, <laughs> well, that's smart have enough, to have I a... I don't have enough budget. Yeah, well, no, it's smart really... to, to do that, to have yeah. a full-on plan, this is what I'm doing up until this point, instead of just sending it, saying, I'm going to make it all the way through, having a good plan, and seeing what can make you... and the most money to be able to pay your bills. Yeah. And you know, the last few years, um, I've, 
I've stretched myself too thin saying I'm going to race every supercross race. And it just, it ended up not working out, you know, uh, financially, obviously, but, you know, mentally and physically and just doing it on your own. Granted, there are guys that do it. It just, for me, I stretched myself too thin and my results showed from it, you know, from the beginning of the year till, you know, up until Dallas and yeah. then I had some injuries and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I'm just, I'm doing this one month plan. I'm going to give it my all. Then, you know, after that, I'll evaluate, see where everything's at. You know, I'm sure there'll be some other races, you know, some 450 East races that might be, might be able to go do, or I don't know, I might go get a job at UPS, one of the two, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm pretty much invested in the last, and when I say last dollar, I mean my last dollar to go do these races. So, um, it's, I, I'm really putting the pressure on myself at the, to go do well but at the same time you know i'm going and doing it for me i'm gonna go have fun but i'm also i'm putting in the work um you know with my trainers you know in the gym and at the track and um doing what i can to, to go get the best results that i can and you know i sure. still got a long ways to go and i like i said i feel like i have a lot left in the tank and a lot to offer i feel like i'm i'm far from being peaked out so you know hopefully i can go do well you know that that's just kind of where i'm at right now with all of it so hopefully um sometime during those that first month you may get a text from us when you see you're doing good and be asking hey how's it looking for fantasy this weekend (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny because i've gotten some nasty messages from people on fantasy before hey we take that shit serious cheyenne when you're out there you know i've been we have never hold on Hold on, we ha- we personally have no. never sent a negative message no, to it. I, well, but that's I swear, not true. I have not I've not directly to. to well, I have like, oh. to, like to John Short or somebody. Okay, I'd be like, look, dude, get your shit together. <laughs> but he knows yeah, I'm joking. No, clearly, I, uh, I I tend to I tend to do better when people bet against me. Yeah, right, so, right. Well, well, we're gonna tell no, you. No, I mean, we're gonna tell you. We're not picking you, <laughs> and then we'll silently yeah. pick you for the. Yeah, team. we we take that shit pretty serious. Uh, fantasy's a big deal. And I think all you riders need to be thinking about us when you're out there racing. Oh, that's great. Let's put some more pressure on them. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it was yeah, a- Adam, Adam Ciancerillo has said on Pulp, he's like, you know, I've been out there racing, and I'm passing the guy that I picked in fantasy. I'm like, should I pass him? Because it's going to hurt my fantasy score. So <laughs> some of the riders actually are thinking about it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously it's a joke. But, man, Cheyenne, it's really uh, – I love your attitude. I love the fact that you, uh, what you're saying, that you're going to put every last dollar into it. You're, you're going to, you know, even though some negative things hit you and there was those moments where you felt like you could walk away, that you're, you've decided to fight back. And, and I mean, you had some good, you know, you had some good finishes last year. You made some night or uh, some mains. Uh, you have all the talent. You, you have the talent. Just don't give up. Keep fighting and, and good things will happen. Yeah, man, that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just, continue to plug away and um you just try to make the best of everything yeah and you're your buddies with chad mayo right oh yeah me and chad well we're good friends there's your sponsor dollars right there let's hit up chad mayo <laughs> chad that roofing company's making money man i mean take care of cheyenne we'll we'll make this thing happen <laughs> um yeah chad mayo I forget the name of the roofing company off the top of my head, but uh, anyway. Five Star Roofing. Yes, Star thank roofing, you. He was yeah. a sponsor of the show like a year and a half ago, but Five Star Roofing of Texas, sponsoring Cheyenne <laughs> for a full Supercross ride. It's a done deal. I, Work I'm, suspension, like factory, everything. Let's just get his travel and his entry oh, fees okay, paid okay. first. I'm throwing, yeah. we're shooting yeah. big, and then yeah, you can Well, get... no, let's start small and build. <laughs> 
So, yeah. all right. Well, Cheyenne, man, hey, it really, I appreciate you coming on tonight. And um, we, or at least I will see you at A1 and uh, we'll come, we'll come talk to you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. And I just, yep. I also want to give a thanks to everybody that's continued to stick behind me right now. Um, you know, Greg at Game Moto has been really encouraging me and Todd at Shawnee Motor Company, uh, O'Neill Racing, you know, continuing to support me with gear. Death, Nate Adams at Death Family. Oh, yeah, Nate's uh, great. Yeah, Spy Goggles, Arai Helmets. Um, Jeremy and Will at Integrity Parking for uh, giving me a 250 to ride for the, the West Coast. Um, and Maxim Honda for, for giving me, um, you know, the, the support they do at the bike shop and everything and, uh, merge racing and everybody, I know I'm forgetting people right now, but everybody <laughs> who's sticking behind me and has helped me out and has helping me out, you know, thank you all so much. It means a lot. And, uh, yeah. Well, cool, man. Cheyenne, thanks for coming on. And it was, it was a pleasure talking to you. All right. Thanks guys. All right, bud. Be safe. Uh, that's Cheyenne Harmon. Um, yeah, yeah, it sucks, man. To... It sucks for a guy like that that, you know, is a struggling privateer and he has a deal on last minute, unfortunately. I, I don't know. We we had, uh, I believe it's Justin from K&R Racing on. Yeah. Seems like a great guy. I'm sure it wasn't anything that was like they were trying to be dirty in any way. You know, I mean, it's probably a business thing. It's unfortunate. Um but yeah, I, I mean, Cheyenne seems like a great dude. I, I've, you know, I got to visit with him at that Hoosier Arena Cross. We talked for like an hour. Oh, um, poor guy. <laughs> anyways, he, um, I mean, if, if like losing his deal wasn't bad enough, then he had to just sit around and talk Jesus. to me. I know, but he, um, I got to hear the like all the inside stuff of it. Yeah. And, and I guess, I mean, it's, but it's kind of to me, it's like it's just another one to the list and, and yeah, yeah. of riders who, I mean, look at JT, you know, actually racing for a team, and then JT, uh, Jason Thomas. Jason Thomas, yeah. Yeah, racing for JT a team, buddy. and then not getting paid. Right, You right. know, or getting, well, and then, or look at, uh, back in the that day. That happened last year with a team, a, yeah. ma- a pretty major team. Yeah. That was mentioned, <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up. Yeah. Let's say there's a guy that got a new ride this year with that team that I'm kind of worried about because I heard that one of these teams didn't pay a bunch of their riders last year. Yeah, and then I mean, I, I'm just trying to stay away from anything mo- yeah, modern. Yeah. But like, like what is it? Like filthy feel, and those guys couldn't even get bikes to right. the races yeah, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, eleven ten mod stuff. Right. And so, um, anyways, but we'll see what happens. Um, hey, before we go to our next break, you have a new website you're working on. I do for Texas racers. Yeah. We there's nowhere to go to just find all the racing. So I threw a website together. Like a, uh, amateur racing schedule. A- amateur any Local racing tracks practices. Any well, I'm not really pro- focusing on practicing so much, but mainly yeah. getting racers to races. Yeah. So and any Texas track owners or anybody anywhere in Texas from South Texas to West Texas doesn't matter. Um, if you go to TX mxracing.com there's a calendar there that talks about all the local tracks hit me up and we can um we can go from there and uh, i mean you hit me up and you if you have a race that you want to put on there i'll put it on the schedule and that's for everybody so like i said it's txmxracing.com yeah and it has the schedule for and i'm slowly updating it there's a lot of tracks and a yeah, lot you of gotta stuff. reach out to all these track owners and mm-hmm. hope that they get back with you and they but, have been the track owners yeah, have been awesome cool. about it so yeah yeah, so all right. All right. TXMXRacing.com. So, right on. All right, going to another break. And um, the next interview you'll hear is a pre recorded interview from, like I said, Monday with Kyle Cunningham. 
And then we'll be back with uh, Eli Bowman from Red Label Graphics. So be right back. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com. Or check out Instagram at WristBraceGuy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride they want your suspension to be the best it can be they're based out of minneapolis and they're a wp authorized service center and trusted by ryan sipes many bikes to big bikes they cover them all powerband racing has your suspension covered contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on facebook or instagram Hey, you guys know that X-Brand Goggles has grown into one of the choice goggles for many of the top privateers in the business, including Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, and the 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, Gary Sutherland. And they also have been a proud supporter of our next guest, Kyle Cunningham. Kyle, what's up, man? No, not much. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Really excited to talk to you. Uh, We are just weeks away from A1. I couldn't be more excited. Um, what's your enthusiasm level like? Yeah, I'm uh, really pumped for A1. I mean, we're uh, working in a little tighter window. I've been out in <laughs> California for uh, two and a half weeks or so now, um, doing a little riding and stuff. And man, we've had a ton of rain, so it's kind of hurt the the track days a little bit. But I bet. Uh, you know the good. Good news is getting back on the Suzuki. I'm uh, pretty comfortable on the bike, and we're gonna have a couple good testing weeks here before Christmas. So yeah, pretty pumped uh, to get back to racing. Yeah, I was gonna say you should have plenty of familiar familiarity with that bike. Um, that I guess that's one of the good things of it not changing very much in the last few years is you probably know what to expect. Yeah, it's a big positive for me riding the bike in eighteen. Uh, being the same bike, less to less to relearn. You know, we kind of had a good stopping point uh, where we ended, so it gives us a good starting point to begin. So the bike feels pretty good right now. We got some small things we're working on, and uh, some parts and stuff waiting to uh, get put on. But I mean, other than that, I feel really comfy and 
feel like we'll be pretty good uh, to go by the time A1 comes around. Yeah, I think that's what, something with you um, that's, you know, is consistency and, and knowing that you're going to be right there, probably top 10, uh, I mean, most weekends is is one of the reasons I would think that Dustin reached out to you. Um, how did that deal with HEP come about? Yeah, I mean, uh, they reached out, say, probably about five weeks ago now. Um, and I honestly, I was sitting at home, hadn't ridden since Swan, <laughs> been living on my bicycle and in the yeah. gym. Uh, it had been two and a half months since I touched a motorcycle because I was trying to make calls and uh, put my own thing together. But Dustin rang me up one day, and then uh, four days later was on the phone with him again, and three after that on an airplane and on my way here. So, um, nice. you know, I wasn't uh, wasn't expected pumped to be back in the situation these guys run a good program and yeah. pumped to be back with them and everyone involved it's nice to to come back and work with guys that you've worked with in the past and i think it's going to be a really good fit yeah i, I would think so uh you know i was kind of wondering up until a few days before right around the time i heard that it was getting announced uh it's kind of wondering what you were going to be doing you know because it seems like this year to me anyway it seems like this year more than a lot there's a lot of guys getting their deals done last minute. A lot of the the privateer style riders that didn't already have deals that are kind of just waiting to see what's going to happen. And especially the Suzuki guys, because Suzuki was so last minute. Um, were you stressed at all? Or did you pretty much, I mean, you've been through this before. I think you're a vet at this point of getting deals done and finding a way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, uh, this year, you know, last minute, some things fell through and I ended up having the help with Todd Hansen, who's been a great friend, family to me for many years. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, me and him, were still working on things one way or the other. We were, you know, going racing for sure. That was the plan. And, uh, you know, me, I've always, you know, I want to be out there. I want to be racing. Uh, of course. Definitely still hungry to keep going, so we're going to keep fighting for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I got the call from Dustin, and we had been working on some things and had some things in, in place, uh, Todd and myself. And, man, I had a phone call with him and sat down and talked for a good 20 minutes. And, you know, actually, you know, talking to him, he was in the same spot too. We both felt like this was, what was best to put me back in a good situation where I can focus more on the motorcycle, right? not so much the running the program or helping out with the program or, you know, calling the shots or any of that stuff. So, you know, that's the big thing for me. Um, you know, obviously Todd's still in my corner, but I have this opportunity with Dustin and these guys and, you know, I'm stoked on it. It really takes the weight off my shoulders of, over-focusing and time-consuming of things that I shouldn't or don't need to be focusing so yeah, much on. Sure, so. totally understand. And uh, last year you did 250 East, correct? Yes, so, 250 East and then some select 450 right. outdoors. Do you, are you happier being 450 all year? Is that something that you – or does it really matter You just, as long as you get the race? I mean, for me, uh, I – don't care either okay. way i am pumped to be back on the 450 i really like riding the 450 um i think it's a good fit for me you know the 250 this year honestly riding for atp the year before i would have stayed on the 450 for 2019 also we just 
ended up in a spot where I wasn't sure what I was going to do, and it got so late behind the ball that, yeah. you know, I, I had to make a decision, so I felt it was just better to show up and race the East Series less budget to go out on traveling, and it just made more sense at that time, but for sure, 100% happy on being back in a program, 17 rounds of Supercross, um, you know, try and put it in that main every weekend and get up and battle with those guys. And, you know, I think the big thing for me is just focusing on those starts, trying to get out of the gate a little better and (laughs) show what I can do instead of coming from 20 or 19 or 18 to, you know, where I normally finish. So, yeah, that's, that's one of the things like, yeah, last year, a few of the rounds I got to go to, it was always like, man, Kyle's coming from the back, but you were like, you know, especially in a lot of the 250 races, you would, you were just, smoking those guys but having to come from the back and then by the time you got up there the leaders are just gone and it's really it almost it takes it makes it where there's almost no chance you know and yeah if you could you know kind of like our buddy john short you know it's always if you could get starts man you're taking half the probably more than half the the battle away from yourself yeah i mean for me last year you know those two or three rounds coming from the back were more uh just down in the second straightaway yeah, or yeah. in the first corner. So, yeah, I mean, I had some awesome rides to pass a lot of dudes coming from, you know, 22nd to 7th. But, uh, you know, we rode good the last three rounds. I got sick. That's why I didn't show up for the first round of outdoors, and it took me some time to, to come back. And, you know, when I came back, I had just picked out a few outdoors to do and uh, grabbed me a – Grabbed me a 450 off the showroom, threw some <laughs> suspension on it, and ran with it, you know. And would have been a pretty solid five rounds had we not had the, the couple DNFs. Yeah. But then we went to Bud's Creek on a stock bike and qualified sixth. And I think I ended up eighth one of the motos, which wasn't bad. So, um, you know, I feel like speed's good on the 450. There's been a lot of other things to to focus on outside of the motorcycle this year, doing it the way I did. So Mm -hmm. I'm just happy to be back in a solid program where I can focus more of my efforts on the training and the riding the motorcycle instead of everything else to go with it. Absolutely. You know, and I don't think any, anybody that knows you knows that you, you can't question your passion for doing this because if it, like you said, if a deal didn't happen, I mean, I've seen you show up at a race with a bike in the back of a truck and your dad is a mechanic and you know you're still out there competing with guys that have some pretty big salaries and all the all the help they can get and you still show up and you you know year in and year out you're always consistent so i i think you you clearly deserve a ride of course there's a lot of guys that deserve rides that are struggling right now it's just unfortunately where our industry is right now um but your your passion to be there and all you know your drive is unquestionable yeah i mean for me i've always said uh you know, as long as I want to be out there, I'm going to be out there. The day sure. I don't want to be there anymore is the day I won't be. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to let it be dictated by having a factory spot, not having a factory spot, having a pickup, having yeah. a semi. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. If there's a will, there's a way. And if I can figure out figure out a way to, to put myself out there and be competitive and I still have that drive to do it, then I'm going to be there and do it, you know? Perfect. I guess the, the day I show up and I don't is the day <laughs> I won't be there anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still have a passion for it. I love it. I love the sport. Um, I've been doing it 
a long time and you know it only it only lasts so long so enjoy it while I can but man I can tell you at 30 I probably feel the best I have in a long time fitness wise on the motorcycle so Good. man I'm really uh, stoked to to get these two weeks three weeks of testing in leading up to A1 and come out and kind of show what we can do absolutely yeah it's good to hear um so a couple more things uh i've heard and, and i don't know if you can say or if you know for sure that um hep is going to go outdoors with max ansi for sure um have they talked to you about that any or can you say or do you know uh still still working on things okay. i'm not for sure what their whole plan is with max or all of that stuff it's just more for me uh trying to focus on what we have right now sure. and that's the plan and we'll see where it goes from there yeah i think dustin's coming on uh not this week but next and maybe some more things to be i mean i know the outdoors are a ways off i'm jumping ahead already i just you know as you being a buddy of mine i just you know i hope that i hope that it works out i'd love to see you out there and have that same same thing that you have for supercross where you can have a little less stress and have not have to worry about all the the things you shouldn't have to worry about. So hopefully that'll work out. A um, couple more things I want to ask you about. Uh, you just said, you know, 30 years old, right? Just turned 30 or? Yeah. Okay. Um, so looking back on your career, you're, you're basically, you're a vet at this point. Um, you're one of the, you're getting to be one of the older guys. You're seasoned. Um, looking back, what, what is motocross and supercross done? What has it brought for, to you, to your life? You know, I know it's given you a career, but, um, you know, just as a whole, when you look back, what do you, what are you thankful for? Oh, I mean, I'm just, I think with the sport, I've met so many people that have become lifelong friends that'll always be there and, you know, travel the world, done the things that I've been able to do, had, you know, really great weekends and had really bad ones. But, you know, you learn from, from each experience and, you know, I mean, you spend years, like, basically marketing and business-wise, mm-hmm. you know, kind of doing that with yourself, learning how to sell yourself, learning how to, you know, handle your business since, you know, I was 16, 17. So, you know, for me, I'm just, the sport is, you know, tons of people close in it and thankful for the people I've been able to meet all across the world, um, from being in Australia to Germany to the United States you know, those friendships, relationships, and just being able to do what I love uh, for as long as I have. I mean, yep. it's, it's truly a blessing. So Absolutely. I think that's why most of us that get involved in the sport love it so much is it really does become a family. It becomes a part of who you are, a way of life. Um, and, and I'm glad to see you continue to succeed. Uh, Kyle, I appreciate you coming on. I know you uh, had a busy couple weeks probably getting ready for this thing. It's almost here. Wish you nothing but the best of luck, and I'll see you at A1. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, Kyle. Take care, bud. All right. See you. See ya. Bye. All right. That's Kyle Cunningham, Hep Motorsports. Um, should be a good season, man. I think he's, as always, going to be consistent and right there and maybe uh, surprise a few people. Maybe he'll take some of those spots away that some of the the bigger names, you know, the bigger, higher-paid guys have and get in there and battle. We're gonna. I can't wait to see it. But we're going to take a break and be back with our next guest. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonaff. 
72 tray. I wear fly shoes, wear fly shoes. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain lube, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. We're back. And if you want a complete power package from cams, porting, transmission to ECU, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 and follow them on Instagram at Cam Designer. Before we before you introduce our next guest, can Why I just are you comment interrupted me? Can I just comment how you were like, and we're back. Like all sexy like. You're an I'm idiot. Just, all right, go ahead. All right. So Williams Moto Works <laughs> brings us our next guest, Eli Bowman with Red Label Graphics. What's up, Eli? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Doing good, man. So, um, obviously, I've never met you, but our, our good buddy, Hal, reached out and uh, gave me your contact information. So, uh, we, we want to get to know you a little bit tonight, man. Um, talk to us about, well, let's first of all, how did you get into the moto industry or just into moto in general? Um, I started off in the skateboard industry, grew up skateboarding and surfing, and then oh, hell uh, yeah. my, my parents... My parents gave me a picture of a dirt bike when I was a kid for my birthday, but then never got my dirt bike. So then <laughs> all through my Ouch. teens and early 20s, I was like dreaming about it my whole life. And so finally, sure was a cool picture. Like kind of my, yeah, like finally in my mid 20s, I bought myself a dirt bike and I've been hooked ever since. I have to ask you about that. <laughs> Did you just say your parents gave you a picture of a dirt bike for your birthday? Yeah, we were. We were in the process of moving from Florida to California, and so they put a picture of a dirt bike. It was a <laughs> so awesome. '89 CR125, yeah. and they, uh, yeah, and they, and they said, as soon as we get there, we're going to get it for you, and they never did. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Well, That's it'd been a lot funnier if they never planned on getting it for you. It was just a picture. Well, my parents punished me one year and bought me a toilet seat for my birthday. That was like a punishment, yeah. So I was like, "What? What did you do to get that kind of punishment?" All right, go ahead. Yeah, but that's cool. So okay, you so you buy yourself a bike, and uh, did you did you just fall in love with it immediately? Yeah, yeah. What's funny too is the first bike I bought was that exact bike. It was an '89 CR125. Nice. 
So did you even though it was kind of old by then? So did you have to teach yourself to ride, or had you are did you already learn previously? And then this was the first bike you owned. I rode some fifties as a kid, and then because um, they did get me a fifty, so okay. I rode a fifty as a kid, and then it broke once, and they never fixed it. <laughs> I love your parents already. So, this is rad. <laughs> so I did have to teach myself how to ride. Yeah. That's cool though, really. I mean, I, that's that's tough. I don't know how you just go out and just. I, mean, I guess you just do it, but to to you know fall in love with a sport like that and and have. I wonder how, you know, this the the fact that you got this picture and you dreamed about it for years. Like how much more fulfilling that probably was than, you know, I grew up with it with my dad riding bikes and stuff. And you had to dream about it for years, and you finally got it on your own. That's really cool. Yeah, you know, I, I still to this day go sit in my garage and stare at my bike yeah I'm, I'm 40, right. now. 40 year old man <laughs> yes. sitting at their stair i do that oh. all the time especially since i'm not riding for a while right now i, I just go out did and you get them cleaned them. up to sell them they're not for sale today. oh okay yeah. um so do you start racing pretty quickly or how, how's that go no you know i was uh i was the webmaster at osiris shoes at the time and then oh, about cool. a year later i got hired on as the art director for metal militia wow and so all the all of a sudden, um, I was riding with the Mel Militia team. Yeah, and so I got good really fast. I also got hurt a lot back then. I, <laughs> I've broken. I think I've broken every bone in my body like three times. Jeez! <laughs> wow! All, all, all from the first like seven years of learning how to ride because I kept everyone kept telling me, "Oh, you got this, you got this," and I just hit a big giant <laughs> jump out, knock it to you. And that's what I was like, thinking. I can see out. those guys just yeah. going, just send it, man. Yeah, just, just send it. Just, yeah. Hey, I want to step back for something. You just said you were the web designer at Osiris. Um, so I had two pair of Osiris shoes, the Day of the Dead style shoe with a where the 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 it was like a skull, a skeleton laying on the shoe or whatever. Um, yeah, those were some of my favorite shoes of all time. Some of the coolest designs. I I, I love those shoes. That's that's pretty cool that you work there. Yeah, I actually I still wear shoes. Well, they still send me free shoes, so. Oh, that's nice. nice. I was just looking at yeah, some. I, I started cool. riding BMX a little bit. Not not actually riding BMX bike. We go downtown and just ride around and stuff. And I was like, man, I got to find me some DCs or some Osiris shoes. Um, so, yeah, I might have to hit you up because I do like the Osiris. But, um, so, how do you get hooked up with Metal Militia? Uh, you know what? I, actually, I just emailed them a resume because I was, I was riding and, and skateboarding and surfing. Back then, but I was so hooked on writing. Yeah, I just kind of emailed them a resume out of the blue, and they hired me. Wow! And did you have what kind of design background did you have? Um, I had two bachelor's degrees in in graphic design, video editing, and website building. Oh, hey TJ, there's our guy right there, right? We've been talking about updating our our, e our website. And, there you go. Yeah, and I do these YouTube videos, and I'm I'm terrible at it. So now we have another connection. That's cool. Well, the thing is, it gets yeah. it gets me is. You look at the metal militia and far as the what they portray and stuff like that, but what made the metal militia what they are is hiring guys like who have <laughs> smarter guys, college than degrees and yeah. stuff, in, in, in kind of working behind the scenes to really make a what looked like a complete crap show, but it was really <laughs> it was real or, professional, organized chaos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's really cool. What was it like working with those guys? Because like you know, the outside image obviously is a bunch of bad boys and nuts and crazy. But we really know that Brian Deegan, for one, was very smart business wise. What was it like in, behind the scenes working for them? It was fun. Um, 
it was just like you would think. Uh, Brian wasn't there a whole lot. Okay. But all of us, but all the other guys and all of us were, we were kind of like, we were kind of like the group going around causing all the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so you, so you were a little bit of a rebel too. You were just a smart yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. In my late twenties for sure. I was a rebel. <laughs> um, so you mentioned like going out and at Octio and stuff. Um, what's, what are some of the, give us a couple of stories, some of the craziest stuff you saw out there that maybe just kind of, you couldn't believe was going on. Um, one time we were camping at superstition and we had a bunch of pros out there with us. And, um, uh, we were camping with Sean Highland. He's one of the old original mm-hmm. metal militia riders. Me yeah. and him are still friends. And there was a, uh, there was like these two mountains near each other and Highland was kind of looking at it and he's like, he got the shovel out and kind of started messing with it and everyone was looking at it. And everyone's like, man, I don't know. I don't think so. And the running on it was so technical and so bumpy and so crazy. Anyways, he took about two runs at it. And then on the third time he hit it, and it was probably like 90 feet from like one mountain to another. And it was it was so crazy that still to this day, no one's ever hit it. And he He's the only one it? who's ever hit it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. He, he, did it, he did it just a couple of times that day. That's crazy. But yeah. I, yeah, I could have never fit in with that crowd in the nineties that was doing that stuff. Like one, I don't have the talent, but two, there's just, man, no way. I, I, when I was learning the jump, like doubles or whatever, I would just keep going. All right, jump two feet out. Okay. Now I'm gonna jump three feet out. I would never just hardly yeah, commit that's what, and go That's what for I mean. It. Just going from a huge gap yeah. to gap like that. How does somebody, that's, uh, nope. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, obviously they have a lot of skill, but they have huge balls. Yes, man. Um, and then, and then there's uh there's like the regular big hits that the pros hit out at Acatillo and, yeah. and Highland would get Highland would get kind of buzzed that night around the fire, <laughs> and he would he would be wearing like just shorts and his tennis shoes and he would throw his helmet on and jump on his bike and go hit these jumps at night when there was a full moon. Oh wow! And then it, everybody, you know, it's hard to even see him. You just hear more, and then he'd come back and sit by the fire. He'd be sitting there and his legs his legs would be just covered in blood from squeezing his bike and riding and doing whips in the middle of the night. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's a totally different breed of human being, period. Yeah, it was pretty. He always, he always impressed me the most. So when did you quit working with Metal Militia? You know, I was only there like about two or three years, and then um, I, I got hired on as art director at N-Style, which was, I got more into the racing part of it and right so from there from there i got to design factory teams from like 2010 to 2016 so that was that was ultimately my favorite yeah so sure. install became a, a a pretty big company i mean right now there's there's a lot of graphics company at this point you know and i want to talk to you about that and starting red label in a minute but install was one of the major players in the game I, and they may still be i'm not even sure but um, so going into a business like that, you know, you have your, your background, your degrees, um, but is it, is it a little intimidating trying to, to, to get into a company like that and start working with these major teams? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And like, it's hard not to be starstruck every time you go have a meeting with yeah. the team manager, you know? Sure. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I got to go to all the meetings and, and do all the design work in the uh, off season. And now, now that you have Red Label, and I still like I said, I'm going to ask you about starting it. Is that is that basically your full time job? Because you you mentioned another business. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Um, how much time do you have put into Red Label? 
Yeah, it's my full-time job. I guess I have two full-time jobs. Um, okay. It's both of these, these companies I own. The, the uh, red label is the motocross graphics, and it's obviously like my passion. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then this other one, um, my, my friends, my good friends from high school, they, they went and got mass, UC masters in, in business and started distributing, uh, grass fed meats out of Montana. Right. So what we did, what I did was they brought me on board and, and I helped them take it to like an online retail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you, so, you're obviously a lot yeah, smarter than us. It's called the uh, stay classy meat. And it's it's pretty awesome. We just barely started it about a year and a half ago. I got you. I like that. I want to look into that because I do like uh, I do like. It's <laughs> gonna sound terrible. <laughs> I do like good meat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Good steak. There's all kinds oh, of stuff. Yeah. Steak, I like. Steak, I, I, I just literally before I got. Yeah. He was. We like, called you. I told uh, TJ, let's go get a steak after this. Yeah. Literally, his words were, "Hey, yeah. let's go to. There's a local restaurant. Let's go there and get a steak after this." And I'm like, uh, "No." Yeah. So. Um, all right, so Red Label, you're at InStyle. Do you immediately you leave InStyle and go to Red Label, or what's the transition period? No, um, InStyle. Yeah, uh, some of the management there, like we weren't we weren't bumping heads, but the management decisions there were kind of like taking it from when it was at the top, and it kind of it was kind of taking it down a step and down a step and down yeah, a step. Yeah, we and see it, that it a was, lot. It was, it was, it was. It was uh, um, it was just like progressing to the point where I kind of had to start red label. So I went ahead and just started my own business. And, and that, so that was your next step after that was red label, correct? Yeah. How did, so again, with there being so many graphics companies and maybe there weren't as many at that time, but how do you get your, how do you start building your business? I mean, you have contacts, but it's probably still not easy when you have a company, the size of InStyle or some of the other companies. How do you get your foot in the door and start growing your business? Do you do it with local guys, or do you immediately go after some of the big names? Um, no, I definitely started with local stuff. I uh, I built the website. I made sure that the design of the graphics were big enough to kind of stand apart. Mm-hmm. And then from that, we kind of, I kind of started with more more or less grassroots marketing, kind of showing up at the races, handing out stickers, ragging, having a good time. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to do it. I, uh, giving away stickers is like the key to motocross business, I think, because I, I mean, I'm a sticker whore. I love stickers. So I, and I see kids come through the pits and you give them stickers and man, it just lights them up. So that, that's definitely, that's the better than a business card. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I always have a pack of free stickers everywhere I go. And yeah. all of our stickers, all of our sticker kits come with free mini plates and hub stickers. So Hell yeah. I, make awesome. sure, I make sure everyone gets a lot of stickers. That's cool. <laughs> um, so you mentioned to me when we were texting, you know, you were out in California, you're in Texas now. Um, I, how long ago did that happen? And what, what made you come to Texas? Actually, I just moved here in May. Okay. And um, I, I, I came out here specifically to live in the same town as my dad. Uh, I've never lived in the same town as my dad, and I can kind of work from anywhere. So I came out here to just be with him and have some life with him because he's getting kind of old. Oh, wow. That's really, that's good, man. And yeah. where, where are you out of right now? Uh, I'm in Bass Shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's beautiful out there. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm in really Texas, cool but town. I don't know where, like, near what's Austin. that near? Austin. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Austin area, but I don't, I've never yeah. been there. Um, so yeah, ha- just 20 minutes east of Austin. Yeah. Okay. All right. And how do you know how? Because, you know, most people that are friends with him, like, th- there's got to be something wrong if you're friends with Hal. 
Hal's awesome. Yeah, his 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 Facebook literally makes me laugh every single day. <laughs> I, I haven't told him this yet, but I like <laughs> I'll get on there just to see Hal's posts. <laughs> yeah, he definitely uh, he has his opinions and they're strong opinions. But man, you could not have or meet a nicer human being than Hal. Man, if if Hal likes you, he will go to the ends of the earth for you. You know, that's probably why me and Hal are are, are friends. I've actually I've actually never got to meet Hal. Oh, okay. But I've been doing his I've been doing his sticker kits for four or five years now. Yeah. And I think I think uh, a lot of people describe me the same way as one of the nicest guys they've ever met, and I I think. He, he gets that because I'll do anything for him, anything he needs for his bike. Yeah, and that's probably, you know, if you could get in with the Howl Racing Program, that's a pretty good place to be because the guy doesn't really ever ride, but he's constantly putting new parts on. And <laughs> I mean, Brian from Acherby's, well, it's actually, he deals with Adam. I think that's name is Adam at Acherby's. But from what I understand, like, he sends Howl a, a new set of plastic, like, every two weeks or something. So he's probably <laughs> buying, like, you know, a million dollars worth of graphics a year and uh, That's yeah, why so, I moved to Texas, really, just yeah, how keeping it in business. To save on the shipping. Save, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, how's funny, man? I love that guy for sure. Um, so you know, living in Texas, what do you think? I mean, is it like you said, you can work from anywhere? But have you like, is there a, any changes you've noticed with business, or do you, uh, do, you do anything different? Uh, different clientele. You know, not yet. Okay, not yet. Everything seems to be running exactly the same so far. Yeah, and Which I was cool. Yeah. I was going to ask. So you moved to one of the, in my opinion, is pretty parts of Texas, but they don't have a lot of tracks in the Austin area. Are you? Are you, do you still ride? And if you do, have you hit what, what tracks have you hit up and stuff like that? Yeah, um, Del Valley has a track. Right yeah, by the Circuit of Americas. Yep. And then um, Murphy's MX down in Red Rock. Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't been me. there. I haven't been there. Yeah, and then I'm. I'm Working on welding up some new ramps and landings at a friend's place. Oh, okay. So you just like some freestyle stuff. Yeah, I like to hit ramps too. It's it's like I call it cheat cheat cheating motocross. It's the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. You know what? I <laughs> you know I've... hitting a ramp and it's and it's the funnest thing. I mean, it takes no cardio and you're right. flying all day long <laughs> and you literally can't mess up <laughs> you know it's funny my my buddy up here in east texas has a freestyle ramp and i bet it took me six months to get the nerve to jump that thing because with a regular motocross jump you like i said you could kind of jump out a little bit or you could kind of test the waters you have to commit to that ramp the first time but it was so buttery smooth like there the yeah. transition was so perfect it was like it really was one of the easiest things i ever did but i was still scared shitless because like you said, if you just mess up a little bit, you you really have you have no forgiveness. It doesn't seem like, but yeah, I I could see where you would love it. I just I guess I'm just scared a little bit still. Yeah, I mean I've come up short and broke my ankle a couple times, but mm. yeah, those know, broke bones aren't fun. I, I'm healing up from uh, three broken ribs and a punctured lung three weeks ago at Cycle Ranch, so Ooh. not fun. And it was uh yeah. it was really embarrassing when you watch the GoPro footage of how it happened. It was just, it was bad, but, uh, yeah, so we'll have to, yeah, I'd love to have to get together with you sometime. Next time we come down to cycle ranch or something, we'll have to holler at you and maybe we can get together. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, um, let's talk about supercross and stuff real quick. We, we, you know, we're only a few weeks out. 
Um, give us your thoughts on the 450 class. What do you? What are your predictions? Ooh. <laughs> That's tough. Are you? You're, I mean, I assume you're still following it pretty heavily. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'm. I don't know why. Well, I'm always rooting for Tomac because he's okay. the same name as me. Yeah, yeah. I've been a Tomac fan ever since he came out. Well, let's talk and, about uh, Eli then. So, you know, really, realistically, he's been expected to win the last couple of years. He's had a couple of weird things that he's done that have probably cost him the championships those two years. Um, I feel like if, you know, if he doesn't win it this year, he may never win it. Do you agree with that or, or what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that for sure. Yeah, I, I hope I, – I like Eli. He's not my favorite. Um, I hope – but I do hope he figures it out. I, I think he deserves the championship. Um and that may be argued by other people, but I'd like to see him go ahead and get one. Um, you know, I, I would rather see Zach Osborne get it. Zach's my guy, but I do feel for Eli a little bit, and it's it's time. Yeah, if he, you know, if he just if he just doesn't choke, yeah, once or twice, I think he's got he can do it. You I know, agree, he can definitely do it. Yeah, it's those little moments. Like it, I think it was Houston or. TJ, where did he crash last? Was it Houston this last year that he cra- somewhere he crashed? Yeah, like all by himself, and it was right. just this little weird thing. And you know, he just has these. And I think he came into the nineteen with shoulder injuries. Is that not right? As I recall, or am I off a year, TJ? I think you're off a year. Okay. Yes. Well, either way, there's these little things that he just does that he's got to clean up. Um, but how about Adam C and Cirillo, man? What do you think? Um, I feel like the guy's going to be really good. I think he's going to win some races. There's other people out there that say. Rookie year, he's not going to win any races. What are your thoughts on AC? Yeah, you know, I think I think he'll have a rookie year for sure. You know, the the uh, the Monster Cup always tricks me. Every yes, year, you know? yes. So because I always get excited, and then and then <laughs> they're well, they're like intense all year. Right. But I de- I definitely think uh, I, I would predict that Cian Cirillo gets a win for sure. Okay. I think that TJ, you on board with that? Have we talked about that? You and I? We we haven't. I um, I I don't know what to think because there's so many guys that come from the 250 class that do stuff like that. I mean, Joey had a good monster. Joey Cup, you know, monster cup the year before, yeah. and then he had a good year, but th- that didn't translate to wins. Right. I mean, there's a. I feel I, like AC is a little different breed. Well, it, but he yeah. makes those goofy mistakes also. He washes the front end a lot. Yeah. But he absolutely has the talent to yes. win. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I feel like he's he's been progressively getting better for so long. Right. That it's going to trans translate into his rookie year. I feel like he's really figuring it out. I think the thing that scares me the most about him is how he was like the guy coming into two fifties because of injuries and because of washing the front end like and different reasons it didn't work out as fast for him so i think we'll probably see the same thing coming into the 450 mm. two years or so and get you know that's just my thing yeah all right eli before we let you go i want to ask, ask you about 250s a little bit too so that it sounds like the teams the the coasts haven't completely been announced but it sounds like most of the key players sexton ferrandis um there's another one, TJ, that I'm leaving out. But it, um, most of the key players, or Fortner, oh, Fortner, Fortner, are all going to be West Coast. Um, and Justin ooh. Cooper? So, yes, Justin yeah, Cooper, too. Justin I Cooper. think I'd have to look at my notes for sure. Yeah. But let's just take Ferrandis, Fortner, and um, who would I just say? Not Sexton. Sexton. 
So you got two champions. Uh, no, Six is defending his. I'm almost positive. So it was Cooper. Okay. Justin Cooper, Dylan Ferrandis, and Forkner. That that right there is three guys. And then Moseman is also riding west, and he was coming on strong last year. Those I'm a big Moseman guy, yeah, so I'm Mose probably fan. I'm probably hyping him too much. But what do you think about those those guys? I think I think Ferrandis has the advantage just because he's he's got his his uh, race game on, you know. He uh, he knows how to get out there, show up every race, and 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 put it in. I'm I'm kind of a Forkner fan though, so I'm gonna be probably rooting for him. Why do you bit. like Austin? Because I like him a lot too, but a lot of people don't like him because of his attitude. But I, right. I he's young, so I, I I give him some uh, leeway on that. Yeah, his his riding when he his riding got me as a fan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's been hurt a couple times in a row now, which makes me doubt this year for him. But right. I still am gonna be hoping he stays on two wheels and and does what he he did in the past. I think I think his attitude actually makes me more of a fan too, just because guys with chips on their shoulders like that will do really stupid things just to win. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, let me correct myself. By the way, it's not Justin Cooper. I was wrong on that too. It was McElrath. So McElrath, Ferrandis, Forkner, Moseman are some of the big guys riding. So Cooper is going to be East. Justin Cooper and Nichols are East. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, and then I'm almost positive that Chase is Chase defending, is defending his championship his, yeah. on the East Coast. But then we got—I don't know where Christian Craig's going to be yet. Uh, and that whole Honda team. Well, hell, TLD's all rookies, so we, we're, right. we're going to have Pierce Brown on here in just a little bit. TLD's, who knows? Right. But then Honda's so—they got so many riders. They got Joe Shimoda, um, Ch- uh, Chase Sexton defending his championship, Christian Craig. Couple other rookies. Who am I thinking of? Like I'm, I'm blanking right now. But uh, anyway, the, man, it's, I just can't. I can't wait, Eli. I cannot wait for the A1. Yeah, I know. I know. It's funny because uh, all year long I won't, I won't watch the NXGP. That way, really, during the off season, that, that way as soon oh. as, as soon as um, outdoors are over, I start the NXGPs and I watch them all through the off season. That way, I don't go without. Motocross. That's, That's pretty smart. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Not a bad if idea. we, you know, we don't talk about the GPs a ton on this show. We could do that, but it was hard. Yeah. This year. And then, you know what? Coming into 2020, I'm just not willing to do that because if everybody comes in healthy, the GPs are going to be unfreaking real. With Geyser, Hurlings is going to be back. Prado's moving up. Somebody, I mean, somebody always gets hurt. But and KTM is absolutely stacked. I'm just saying. They're oh gonna, my god, yeah. that team is unreal. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't. I'm really excited for the GPS this year. Um, all right, Eli. Hey, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on. It was great to get a chance and uh, know you just a little. If you guys are out there looking for a, a really badass graphics company, Red Label Graphics, you can find them on Instagram. Um, you have a website also. Is it RedLabelGraphics.com? It, it's a uh, RedLabel.mx. We, uh, we did .mx for motocross. Love it. Love it. So, yeah, check out Eli. I mean, obviously, if he's good enough for how, he's good enough for you. Um, his his work is badass. You check his Instagram out. But, man, it means a lot for us for you to come on and visit with us for a little bit. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you guys very much. I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And like I said, next time we come down that way, we will holler at you, and we'll, we'll get together. Cool. All right, cool. Eli. Have a good night, man. Thank you. All right, you too. Thank you. Okay, see you, bud. That was cool, man. Uh, 
I like having people on like that that we've never met. And then it's we, kind of something new. I was surprised by the history. I had no clues part of Metal Militia. No, no. Like I said, I, I didn't really know a lot about the guy other than Hal telling me he was a really great guy. Yeah. So like last night. I mean, night, Hal I, was totally wrong about that, but he, you know, I was just joking. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> Eli was a terrible guy. Terrible but guy. But I, I Googled him, you know, to see if I could find anything out. Really, the only thing came up was the InStyle. Yeah. So yeah, I had no idea about the Metal Militia. That's, that's pretty cool. You, and you can only imagine... And- we could probably, if he was willing to tell, we could probably do a whole hour on Metal Militia oh. stories, <laughs> even in the short time he was there. Yeah. Right? All right, let's take another break, and we'll be back with Ryan Brees. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy's voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at... 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at williamsmotoworks that's williamsmoto and then w-e-r-x at gmail.com okay that's better not good but better since 1998 fly racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible as you guys know, in 2019, Fly Racing was the title sponsor of Supercross, and they'll be back for 2020. With riders like Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Damon Bradshaw, and they've also been supporting our next guest, Mr. Ryan Brees. What's up, Ryan? Hey, man. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Um, always love talking to you, so I was glad that you were uh, back home from uh, some overseas races. How's that been going? Yeah, thanks, dude. It's always good to connect with you, man. It- talking to you at the races and stuff too yeah. so that's always cool so everything's good man back in the states and i pretty much got all dialed in with the time change and everything's going good <laughs> how is that for you man because you know i've you know i've gone west coast or central to west coast central to east coast but going overseas i've only done that once when i was in my 20s and it didn't bother me but um what's that like when you have to go over there and actually perform at the highest level you know, I mean, it's it's pretty fun. You know, I'm just kind of like learning as I go, but I'm just trying to have so much fun with it, kind of yeah. exploring when I, when I get there and stuff. So I'm just kind of taking my time. It's, it's definitely a crazy experience. I never thought I would go racing motorcycles overseas out of the United States or even yeah. out of my state of Idaho, you know? So, <laughs> right, um, right. It, it, gives me, it gives me a bit of excitement for sure. Yeah, we had Cheyenne Harmon on a little while ago, um, and he did some of the German races, and he was kind of talking about that too. Like, you know, you just—it's so amazing what this sport brings you guys. Sometimes, you know, and you, and you, him being a privateer, you're a privateer. You know, you may not be at that that elite level like an Eli Tomac, but you're racing at the top, still at the top level of the sport. Uh, people know who the hell you are. You're making money doing what you love. You're traveling the world. Um, I mean, yeah, to, to think if you could go back to your, you know, five, eight year old self or whatever, and tell yourself that, Hey, this is what's going to happen. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what your reaction would be. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. I know you, you just would never even have thought of something like that. But yeah. I'm definitely, I'm enjoying this experience for sure. We've, I've been connected over there about three years now, mm-hmm. going on three years with the Meyer racing Yamaha team. And 
oh man, it's just, it's kind of like just every year, you know, you know what you're doing. And that's kind of like the hardest transition to make going over there and yeah. being, a, you know, just a whole different scenery really. So what do you think of the actual racing? I know the tracks aren't quite as difficult as a supercross track. Cheyenne said they're kind of almost arena crossy, but maybe a little more technical. Um, but what do you, th- I mean, is it, do you still enjoy the actual racing part of it or the tracks good enough where you're not like, Oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Like, um, obviously it's pretty difficult just because the dirt is r- the main thing. It's a, li- it's a little spongy and I think it's a little bit more wet conditioned over there. Okay. So that, that varies, but, um, yeah, it's more of a arena cross, you know, like, like you say, Cheyenne saying the same thing. It's, it's pretty, pretty much tight, but the rhythm sections are similar to, um, what we kind of have in the U S you know? So yeah. it's just kind of a total mix up and it's, it brings more action to the racing, I think. And the, the fans are, are they're, they're crazy over there. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, but TJ, you had a question. Yes. Yeah, so traveling over there and doing that, how does that, except for just the gate drops, obviously, but what does traveling over there do for your program here? Like, and what, what your, the future for you? I mean, does it help you with sponsors? Does it give you a different way of seeing things? How does that help you? Yeah, no, that's a good question, actually. Um, it pretty much just helps me fund my, my Supercross in, in the U.S., you know? Like, nice. sometimes we put we we get put in, in tough situations where we're having to do it on our own or, you know, it, trying to fund it with your own pocket. So that definitely gives a – that is a big help, you know? A lot of that funding and, and stuff that we're making over there, we just pretty much it's, – it's a, it's a cycle, you know? That's pretty much what we do, just cycling back in the U.S., and. Yeah. Um, it, it makes it so I can keep racing. That's for sure. That's good. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah. again, as a privateer, um, you know, and with the way the industry is a lot of really, really good riders are looking for, you know, help for rides. So to make some extra money, you know, that's Justin Brayton goes over there. You know, I don't know how much money he's necessarily making, but it's getting gate drops. It's keeping them fresh. Uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. You guys need all the help you can get, unfortunately, because the industry, as much as we love it, it just doesn't, doesn't uh financially take care of all Makes the guys sense. that are part of it you know because i was thinking about this <laughs> yeah. earlier right we you know there's there's not really like nfl players going oh my god you know well i guess maybe they get cut but they're, they're, yeah. like they're they're that playing at the elite level but they really don't know if their next check's coming i mean they're getting the league minimum right yeah. i mean you know baseball players even if they're in triple a or whatever they've got a salary a guy like yourself might be like Shit, I don't know if my next paycheck's coming, but I'm still going out there every day and training and putting my life on the line. And there's, you know, thirty thousand people filling a stadium that is watching me race, whether they the, yeah. the casual fan knows who I am or not, I'm out there as part of this show. I deserve to be compensated. Right, right. That's where I think we just scramble and when's the next event? When's yeah. the next paycheck? Like trying to find the events and that's what's been super helpful. I've had a good connection too with a couple of the foreign guys that get me over there. I think that's kind of the main deal on the on the transferring over and getting help that way is finding you know a good connection. But yeah, I mean, can you it's ma- helpful? You know, can you imagine like the 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 practice squad quarterback for the 49ers is like. Hey man, this week I got to go overseas and do a, 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 a one-off a game rugby. to make a couple <laughs> can make a couple bucks to make it for the next week. You know that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, you're a professional athlete. Well, talking about that, as far as like getting your program together and stuff like that, are you doing anything here 
in the states like arena crosses or any of that stuff or are you focusing just on the overseas you know um our, my main thing right now is overseas uh, i don't really have anything put together i have a, a, a bike you know a 2020 yamaha that the shop that i'm living like in idaho yeah they help me out so it's pretty much just local shop but I'm like, I don't know, kind of stressing it, trying to put something together slowly. I mean, um, I have a few people that are on board, like, um, you know, like we're still getting everything together, so I don't really want to mention too much, but yeah, it's slowly coming together. You know, like I know I'm going to be racing the Anaheim one. That's like the main thing. I'm trying to be kind of that, that next fill-in guy. That's hey, what I want. Hey, you, you know, do that's know, my position. Not to add stress to you, but you got like two and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Huh? 13, well, 13, yeah, for real. Yeah, 12, I, 12 days, dude. Let's I, go. I saw your post, you know, that you, you were maybe going to be in a, make an announcement coming up. I was kind of hoping we'd get that out of you, but that's... You could tell us. Nobody listens. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, whatever, whatever. It, it blows me away though, because like I looked at some of your results, man, and you got top fifteens. That's that's fucking badass, dude. Yeah. Right? I mean, when you thank look you. at dude, you look thank at you guys. do what? Thank you guys. Yeah, no, I mean, that, for sure. If you look at like okay, a one at the press conference last year, right? We go in there, and there was like twelve guys at the press conference. You know, you got Jason Anderson, Blake Baggett, Eli Tomac, Marvin Muscan, all these guys. Twelve freaking guys that are probably most of them had a championship at some point factory rides uh, factory rides and i remember I, I think it was ralph shaheen said you know there's 12 of you sitting here one two of you are going fi- to finish outside the top 10 right these are the elite freaking riders in the world and then ryan Brees is out there getting night 20s that's yeah. that's top 20 yeah that's i mean if you make the night show that's badass in my opinion but to make a main get 19th 21st at Glendale, uh, I mean, and then not have a ride. I just, I don't get it, man. I don't, it's, it, and like, where the hell, when Hep is trying to put a deal together, where are they at? You know, why, why, you know, why is Max Anstey getting a ride? I, I don't know. It kind of frustrates me when there's guys like yourself that bust your butt and prove that you have the ability and, and like, you're just not getting an opportunity. It really frustrates me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is a big, it is a big hassle, but all in all, really, it's kind of like it's just another lesson learning in life. You know what I mean? You're yeah. just like pretty much you you look at it as you're a self owner and you have to put something together in a scramble, really. Yeah. You know, because you need you need a salary for something, whether it's, it's racing or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get it, man. Can, it, it is super tough. But can you that's at, where that's where on the on the side it does it does make it open up a whole other opportunities for for after racing true yeah. very good yeah yeah I can like that. you as a night show guy who's gonna make the main event on most occasions that kind of stuff is it feasible to for you to be able to afford to race or is it something where you can't even do that without outside help i can't even do it without outside help yeah the, wow. yeah, the spot yeah the sponsors that i do get on i'm extremely grateful for because it is like it's not a solely solely thing sport here, you know. It yeah. takes an army. Did you pay attention to the um, the LCQ thing that um, Seven Deuce Deuce won last oh, year? The, the pulp, the, the Yamaha. Yes, yes. I did. <laughs> you, don't, voice, you don't oh, want to be that guy. Though. His voice that just changed. Me. He's just I, like forty thousand dollars. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be that I guy. I would kick it in fifth too often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i think he made more money than i did and i only made 10 main events yeah that's yeah. sad you know? man that's sad but that's you know, why yeah. steve does that because he knows that the those guys you know all, all you privateers are 
struggling, man, and it's just not right. And the fact that he's willing to put those programs together, and this year I think it's going to be, from what he said, even better. They're going to distribute the money back, I think, five spots instead of the three, and break the money up where it's a little the, the first place guy doesn't get quite so much right so yeah but anyway um and ryan i think anybody listening that maybe doesn't know you can can hear your your personality man like you're you're happy and and always smiling and every time i've ever seen you at race you have this huge smile on your face and it might be because uh, you you got a really really hot chick with you all the time mckenna <laughs> but uh but uh you're, you're just like i love the fact that we're sitting here talking about how tough it is and you're you can tell that you're still you love it though you're smiling yeah it is it's so much it's in my blood you know what i mean so i'm i'm the only person in my family that uh like to start up uh, who raced yeah so yeah. now you know i'm passing it on to my nephew and everything nice like that. so i'm just taking it very much like you know, like it's it's in my blood, so I you know it's a whole lot better than really digging about. ditches cool. like I do. So, <laughs> yeah, I know my time's coming. Give right, it a couple, right, right. So, <laughs> what do you okay? So, what is your as a privateer? And I've always kind of wondered this. Like, I know y'all, 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 you're not at Baker's factory hammering it out and having a trainer like that on top of you. What does your off the bike stuff look like week to week, as far as? getting ready during i mean i know you're still doing the overseas stuff but like during your off season or getting ready for a1 how does your off the bike week look you know it's it's actually gotten a bit strong since i was struggling with once i was getting into the main events just where i would pan out you know like the top it separates the 15th place guy from the 10th place guy yeah you know so um what i did was i i hired a personal trainer at work and i work at the w his name's caleb and um, we're, we're usually there two days out of the week and I do quite a bit of running and just, you know, just some circuit training as well. But a lot of stationary bike is, um, is pretty much kind of key for my, are you talking about like hours of training a day kind of thing or how does that go? You know, I would, I really just, I do about an hour to an hour and a half if I'm going to road bikes and our gym session is about 15 minutes. Okay. 50, you know, last time I got on a road bike, I rode two miles down the road and was wondering how I was going to get back home. <laughs> yeah, sucking yeah. water, huh? Yeah, I, I actually, everybody or all of our buddies got mountain bikes, and I bought a mountain bike. I rode it with them twice, and then I sold it to Dark Side. I'm like, yeah. this is dumb. Yeah, so I haven't rode it, I haven't rode it yet. <laughs> That's but funny. Part you of know, that... I've actually found another a little routine. Like, um, we found that Bikram Yoga tests your limits, like while you're in that main event, and almost, you know, where you need that second wind. Yeah. I we have found that Bikram Yoga, believe it not, believe it or not, does the trick, dude. I've heard a lot of good things about some yoga stuff, and I've been looking, uh, considering getting into that because I definitely need to work on you know limbering up as I've gotten older and the the breathing and all that. So yeah, I I definitely believe that. You know, people can make fun of it, but it's pretty hardcore. Yeah, I think so, and and a lot of it is like mind, you know, like yeah. what we pretty much tell people that's. It's mental, and it gives you a chance to relax and step away from like a little bit of outside life. Yeah, you know, like definitely. If I have a rough day or something, I'll I'll be like, "Hey, babe, I'm calling. Let's meet at the at the freaking yoga place. We're going there." Right. You know. So see. So it's just it's something you can just get away, and it does actually test and work your work your body. When I have a rough day, I don't call my chick about going to yoga. I said, "Let's go get some yogurt." Some frozen yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I want to ask Good. you something. All right, so German Supercross Series, man, you've been doing that. Um, give us, tell us what happened with Bowers. 
that, that's a that's a tough subject there. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. No no worries. But no uh, no, no uh, we're no. not letting him off that easy. He's gonna fail. <laughs> Gosh. All right. No, I mean it was nothing nothing too crazy really. I think it was maybe a little bit overlooked by Bowers, and it was, he was just heated in the moment. But yeah, we were going we were going. I think we we're on lap thirteen, lap twelve maybe, and they're they're fifteen lap main event. Yeah. Okay? And we're going to this rhythm section, and I seen by lap 12, he had went to the inside. So, huh. And the outside, take for granted, it is pretty rutted. So you're going three triple and then a double. So that lap I seen, you know, he was on the inside, and we go go again on, a, on another lap. And then all of a sudden I seen he goes to the inside again, you know. And at this time, we were I was maybe three to four seconds, like, behind him right uh-huh. so i could see his rear i could see his rear wheel and everything but when i come around the corner and setting up for the rhythm section i had noticed that he went inside again so i my initial plan i mean i've been hitting the triple double every single every single time and i see i'm going to the outside but as i'm going to the outside i see him rolling and he rolls to the outside and you know i'm like huh that's kind of like in my lane yeah so it, in air i have no i have no other option but to see go to the inside you know so i rushed to the inside um and to be honest like we connected i don't know i don't really know too much but we connected he was pretty pissed off and um <laughs> he looked like you know he kind of said some words that yeah. weren't too congesting for me so um <laughs> you know we just pretty much kind of just talked out, talked it out or whatever and that's good yeah he, he had to he had to say whatever he had, mean he had to say, and yeah. we raced the next day, and he wouldn't look me into the eyes. But, oh, okay. So, you know, it, so we still have more rounds, and I'm, dude, I'm, I'm just kind of there to, to make some money and sure. have some fun racing, dude. You Ty- know? Tyler gets a little but fired up sometimes. We know that, but hopefully, hopefully, uh, that a that a I don't know, man. Tyler's not real good about letting things go either. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, rough. I heard. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of just a racing incident, sure. you know. And I mean, I would. I get it. I'd see blood too, but I was just telling him the main thing that I, that I had mentioned is that, Hey, just watch the video. Right. Just watch the video. Hey, and now the, that I, the best, that's all I can say. The right. best part about it is, is it bring exposure to that series and yeah. to you. I mean, people are going to watch that video. They're going to pay attention, which in the long run, I mean, like they say, there's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, uh, it won't, you know, hopefully he won't, uh, want payback or whatever hopefully he's, he's watched the video and realizes it's racing i mean it's just shit it's, things happen but um hey and i want to tell you you know every once in a while we do a uh, like a wives girlfriend show where we get the, the the better half on so next time i do one i want to get mckenna on because i see her at all the races she's got to be a big part of your program she is she's the main source she is she's my motivator definitely my right hand for sure so. that, that's it, awesome. it makes it makes it to where i have good people in my corner yeah, yeah, I can tell, man. I, like I said, I, I've got to speak with you numerous times, and uh, you're you're just always a pleasure to talk to. And you could tell that you got a good uh, uh, system, you know, a good uh, family and all that, and, and what you need to keep going. And it's it's really rad. I'm happy for you. Yeah, dude. No, I appreciate it, and it was so good to be on the show. You know, I I like it when you guys take some time to kind of get the privateers a little spotlight you know we we enjoy that and that's what keeps us going well that's awesome man well um i'm gonna let you go but i will see you at a1 and i, I don't know what other rounds will be at this year but i i look forward to, to coming in and spend some time with you in uh, anaheim 
All right, boss. Well, yeah, it's great hearing from you guys. And, you know, I hope you have a good night. You too, man. Thanks, Ryan. Hi, man. Yeah, boss. See you, bud. All right, so I'm catching myself saying, see you, bud. See you, bud. Every time, every time. Yeah, so I got to change that up a little bit. But, uh, dude, like I I still kind of remember the first time I talked to him, and he acted immediately like he was just like, we were like he knew who the hell I was and like he's just yeah. he's one of those guys that is just always happy personable he seems like very personable like Moe's has, has a a fantastic attitude and yeah it's cool right I mean, I mean, like I said like Moe's I mean that guy yeah, yeah 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 yeah. so I don't know did you listen to my interview with him last week With no I didn't but I've talked he, to him quite a few yeah, times yeah yeah Moe's the same way so yeah really good people okay uh, last break and we'll be back with Pierce Brown hey dad Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey, guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. All right, we're back. About to wrap this thing up. We got one more fantastic guest, and he is brought to you by Works Wheels and Mods. Brett Hooper at Works Wheels and Mods is the place to go for motor work and any Cerakote needs you have. If you want to add that factory look to your suspension, brake system, wheels, or anything else, contact Brett at hoop2814 at gmail.com. And Works Wheels and Mods brings us Troy Lee Designs, KTM's Pierce Brown. What's up, dude? Nothing much, man. How's it going, guys? It's going really good. So, uh, you know, we've been talking all night with different guys, and we're a couple weeks away from your first real Supercross race. How do you feel? Yeah, that's right. Coming up quick. Yeah. What do you think, man? What do you? I mean, what do you? What do you feel? You're are you racing a one, right? No, no, no. I'm doing East Coast. Oh, so we have a little well, bit more then, time, but still the prep. Prep's well, insane right now. I basically just screwed that whole intro up, but that's fine. Go. Whatever. Um, that's, okay. how, that's how his whole night's gone. <laughs> yeah, it, it really literally, is. he has just been like, like off my game, off the game. Yeah. That's fine. So, so like how he rides a dirt you're bike. You're about a month away, <laughs> or a little over a month away from your first Supercross race. Then, but yeah, where yeah. are you at preparation wise? How are you feeling? Um, to be honest, today was my first day back on Supercross. I've been off for um six weeks with a broken wrist. Yeah, I haven't really um. I didn't really like make it too public with people. Didn't know what they would think, but yeah, I've been off of that for a while. Today's my first first day back, and I felt felt really good. Just trying to get everything back in the flow, but um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a shorter <laughs> off season than I wanted to. Yeah, but um, it's, we're gonna be fine. So, so I've already seen a problem that we got a nip in the bud here with your program already. <laughs> um, What's that? Th- this whole I was hurt and didn't want to tell nobody. Come on now. 
Like it, it nobody's gonna be like, oh yeah. no, well, Pierce isn't there, so I'm we gonna try harder. Well, let's, let's ask why Pierce, you're a, <laughs> you're gonna be a rookie. You're a, a rookie in Supercross. Why are you guys so secretive about that stuff? I don't know. It's not that I was like secretive, but yeah. I saw like Chase Sexton post like his little thing, and I don't know. I'm a rookie, so they would obviously care more about sex than me. And I didn't feel like anybody would really care if I was hurt or not, so I didn't really make it public, but okay. um, yeah, that's, but that's my whole take on but it. But it's kind of like that whole thing, we have to start, a, like, as you coming in, as one of the rookies, if we can get all of y'all on board to realize that it's okay to tell somebody you're hurt, you well, know what I mean? tell us. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, you don't have to tell Mathis or, you know, no, Ping just, or just Swap, just tell <laughs> us. <laughs> and that way... People can know. We just got a, 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 a new era of yeah. openness in And Moto. don't tell Weege anything. <laughs> don't ever tell Weege anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, man, all right, so seriously, you uh, you know, you made your pro debut last year. Um, you know, obviously everything didn't go how you wanted, but what what did you take away from that, man? I mean, what did you learn? Uh, I definitely learned a lot. I learned that the pace up there is <laughs> – Unreal, yeah. actually unreal. So it was definitely a um, rude awakening, but it was. I thought, I thought it was nice to jump in for a race, and um, the race I did at Florida did. I felt like I did decent. Um, I was pretty happy with it, but unfortunately, I couldn't do any more because um, I got hurt. <laughs> yeah, I was there for that. that. So, so yeah, yeah, that was that was a tough one, but. Um, no, it's, it's definitely good for me to jump in last year as even though it was only one time and, um, get my feet wet with that. So I'm ready for this year. Um, yeah. my main focus is my rookie season this year. I feel like, you know, you, you never really know what you're going to get when the rookies jump in at the end of nationals, but like, I, I mean, you look really damn fast. You looked like you were comfortable, you know, and until, you know, obviously it didn't finish how you wanted, but uh, I mean, there's definitely, there's no doubt you have the ability, right? You and your teammate Derek Drake, um, guys killing it during the the, nas- the amateur nationals and all that stuff. Just, I mean, you guys are the next guys. Um, what do you think? We talk about this a lot. We've had some of the guys on. Like I had Moseman on Friday. Um, as rookies coming in, there's a lot of expectations when you're on a team like TLD. Uh, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of pressure. And sometimes the teams don't really give you guys enough time, in my opinion, to develop. Uh, they may be, I don't know what your deal is, if it's a two-year deal. But at your age, you're, you're changing, you're, you're growing, you're, you're everything, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, do you feel like it's – man, I'm trying to think how to word this. Do you feel like the teams should give you a little more time to, to you know, figure it out, you know, maybe a three-year deal? Yeah, yeah, it's it definitely goes both ways. But right now, I'm coming in as a rookie, and um, they're looking at like me. I think there's maybe like five other rookies going in, but yeah, we're like the like the hot um, prospects of the sport right now. But in two years, if we don't make anything happen out of there, then there's going to be five more rookies coming up that's going to take our spot. So that, that's true. It's tough for sure. They, um, I mean. It really is this business, like they're doing everything they could do. They just want race wins. So um, as long as we could get that form, uh, they're 
they're going to be more than happy with this. But right, right. Well, um, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I do think maybe like they need to um, at least give some people like more than if it's only a one year deal and they don't perform that one year, then maybe give them a, another try. But it it goes with ways. Like some some could happen and they just couldn't they could not pull through the sure uh, second try. So right, right. I don't know. It's hard to tell. So with your injury and everything, you're just now kind of getting to Supercross. Like, how much actual time with some of the like top teammate guys and, and and different other riders who are like the top guys? Time have you spent riding Supercross with? You said you just started today, right? I know, but I'm saying like before you got injured oh, or yeah. any of that stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, I spent a good. A good month and a half riding with uh, it was just me and Brandon Hartramp. Yeah. We were putting in motos from like I think the end of the beginning of the beginning of October through the temp the time I got hurt. So it was like a month and a half of okay. We were putting in some good motos and um as soon as I got hurt is when um Derek Drake came back from um his injury uh-huh. and um our other teammate Brian Moreau, he came over from France. So as soon as I got hurt, I didn't really get to ride with any of them. But um, for the six weeks I was off, I was going out to the test tracks and watching the guys, seeing how they stacked up with Brandon. And um, I kind of put myself yeah um, with them, but I obviously wasn't riding, so I couldn't really tell where I would stack up. But yeah, it was nice to mix that with them today. Does that and, um, give you a little bit of confidence knowing where you stack up? coming in seeing your teammates and everything yeah yeah for sure because right now like all of all four of us are i mean i can't really count myself into this because i've been I get off you. but all three of them are like right there with each other there's some days where um brandon's smoking them and then other days like um brian and um Derek are like the fastest today so oh, wow. and you um and you've raced these guys and the guys that you're dealing with for so many years yeah so you kind of, yeah. I mean, we we know where you stack up. You, I mean, I know you were kind of slow as an amateur and barely did anything, <laughs> Bare, barely getting by, <laughs> barely made it. But uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really good to hear. Yeah, talk about your team a little bit. So I mean, TLD basically, like when you talk about f- like sticking ball sports, it's sort of a rebuild year, right? They they went out with all these rookies basically, other than Brandon, uh, yourself, and Derek. And we really don't know what to expect from Moreau yet. Um, it's a it's a young team. They are building towards a future with you guys. Um, I think that's a really brave step for those guys to take, Tyler Keefe. Um, but what do you think about that? What have they been like, you know, and putting all that trust in you guys? No, I, I don't think it could have happened any better than it has. Right. We have basically like a, literally a whole new team. There's new all new mechanics, um, all new riders. So everyone's basically just starting from square one and um, learning with each other. So um, obviously I've been on the team uh, with Derek for a couple years amateur, so we've been like um, getting used to the whole um, team and everything like that. But as soon as the new guys they brought in with Brandon and um, Brian, um, everyone just gelled right away we're we're all basically just uh it feels 
feels like I go to the track with like some of my best friends. Like we'll just go out there, like hang out, have fun, and um, put in our put in our time. So I think that aspect of it with the whole team feeling like like the family feel right is definitely good for them. And um, we've been putting in tons and tons of work with um, Mike Brown and um, I want to um, ask you Baker. about that. Yeah, what do you think about Mike Brown? Oh, I love, I love him. He's, <laughs> he's rad. He's right? an animal. Yeah, he's he's an animal. He's super cool. But yeah, he's definitely getting us in shape where we need to be. Does he ride with y'all? No, he hasn't ridden with us. He comes out of the track, well, and um, that's good because we've seen him ride. He's gonna yeah. put y'all on the ground. It doesn't matter. He's <laughs> yeah. not gonna let y'all I win. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ask ask him. Uh, ask when you see him. Ask him why he took out Chris Kiefer at Vet Nationals. Yeah. Just, <laughs> well, well, why'd you do that? You were faster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that dude's a beast. Yeah, he's a cool dude, man. But he uh, and he's so competitive. Yeah, he puts us. He puts it to us on um, mountain bikes and road nice. bike rides all the time. Just so. running you high in the it's corners. Super, yeah, it's <laughs> super nice having a guy like that, a guy yeah. like him, in our program, and it's only for the best, I think. Well, speaking of your pro program, your amateur program was as close as you could get to a pro, a pro program, but I know it's different. Talk about some key differences you see now coming from a top amateur team to now one of the top pro teams. Um, yeah, with the the whole off-the-bike um, program, it's changed a lot this year. I've been, um, I've been at MTF for the past, three and a half, four years mm-hmm. um, in Georgia. And mm-hmm. um, we made a bunch of bunch of progress there. I couldn't have been where I am right now if it wasn't for them. But unfortunately, um, we had to, we had to make the switch over to a different program in California. So I had to move out of there. We made the switch about three or four months ago. Well, and Well, let's be honest. Um, you know you're happy you're there during the wintertime and not in Georgia in the wintertime. <laughs> you know that. Oh, Oh, for sure, for sure. But, <laughs> well, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and um, the last couple months we've, we've all been trying to get used to the new program. Um, it's actually um, a program that Alden makes for us, Alden Baker, mm-hmm. um, and he gives it to Mike Brown, and um, he's the one that enforces it, and he's the train. He's basically the main trainer. So um, we're getting, we're doing everything we can off the bike and on the bike. We have someone like Alden Baker. He's probably in my, in my opinion, the best trainer in the sport. So, yeah. um, it was definitely a tough switch from what I was doing, but, uh, I feel, I feel like I'm finally in the flow of it now. And, um, just me and my teammates have been doing everything we can off the bike as, as well as on the bike. So tell me what, what's the worst part of the off the bike training? Cause here, okay, here's my thing. One, I hate working out. I just don't like it. I would never enjoy doing that stuff. I, I really, I just, I never like it. But what I would hate most was not being able to get me a good, you know, a nice steak and then eat some ice cream afterwards. Like, there's no way I could ever deal with a diet you guys are on. What's the hardest part for you? Yeah, that's part of it. Um, I've, I've never been on a diet my whole life until now. And um, Alan definitely had to. <laughs> Kind of cut some, cut some things out of, right. That's of my here. program, but that that was tough. But it wasn't wasn't too hard. Um, the main thing is just going to the gym and doing our bike rides and doing our warm ups in the morning every single day. Yeah, and like having having to have that discipline to mm. wake up and um, do your do your run in the morning or 
go to the gym after riding and all that stuff. Yeah. So how how, how the, often the whole discipline part of it is tough, but I can um, imagine everything else is everything else has been going really smooth. I Good. Think. How often are you cheating with cookies and milk? Come on, let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> oh, I I think I've had one milkshake in the last two months. Oh that's my. It. Oh my God! It's dead. sounds terrible. Terrible. I mean, I'm, I'm half tempted to pause this and go out in the kitchen right now and get like me some Oreos. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but man, hey, I want to ask you something. Um, so I got to meet you at Freestone. I don't know if you remember that, but I I, I came up there with um, Jeff from Osport Dynamics. Uh, I, yeah. I you're still wearing the braces, right? Um, I, actually, I'm not anymore. Oh. We had to, so out in um. He has a deal with uh, Mobius Braces, and oh. um, it was definitely con- conflict of interest. Like, I, he didn't want me wearing the Allsport braces, but well, that's silly. yeah, we've I've been I've been wearing the Mobius braces lately, and um, they've been they've been good. Okay, well, yeah, I'm not going to ask any more about that then because I don't. But yeah, I, I'm a rep for Allsport, but that's I I knew I knew you were wearing them, but uh, at least you're wearing something. That's the, good. The wrist braces are important. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I definitely. I think it's one of those pieces of equipment that people definitely overlook. Like they don't. They they kind of use them as a pro or a, what's proactive would be what you should do. Yeah. What am I looking for? Uh, uh, reactive. reactive. Yeah. They're reactive. They break a wrist and there it goes. Oh crap! Now I need a wrist brace. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, all right, so uh, Supercross, you're just kind of getting back into it. What What are your goals? This is my last question for you. What are your goals for 2020? For 2020, I my goals right now are just trying to get my feet wet. I don't know where I'm going to stack up with the guys, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to put everything I can into into this off season so I can be ready for um, first round in Tampa. So I just want to make it through the season healthy. And that's that's the first goal. Second goal is to um, get some get some good finishes. Um, but I don't want to beat myself up if I'm um, not doing too good one weekend because next weekend could be a whole different story. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to keep it keep it smooth, um, kind of like a marathon type thing. Right. That's what it's going to be all year. So so how? Yeah, I'm not trying to kill myself the first three rounds and sure. then he's dead the rest of the year. That's so I'm smart. trying to keep it keep it steady all year. So the injury healing up good, grip strength, everything? Yeah, yeah. Good. good now. Cool. Awesome. All right, so my I'm gonna give you a piece of advice. Um what it's not worth much because I've certainly never wrote at your level, but after talking to guys like Adam C and Cirillo and especially like Michael Moseman last year, um I would say try to try to work on your confidence knowing that you you are one of the guys, you know, even if, like you said, your results aren't right where that you wish they were, don't be intimidated by those guys. Those guys. Go out there and just know that you can do it. Um, and I think as long as you're confident with your ability, you're, you're going to be, you're going to excel. You know, it may, it may take, a, you know, a few rounds, you know, before you start getting comfortable, but just know that you're, you're every bit as good as all the other guys in your class. Awesome. Well, thank you. That, that does mean a lot. Well, Pierce, man, I, I, I thank you for coming on tonight, and it was really fantastic talking to you. And I I, look, I don't know what rounds we will be at this year, um, but I really look forward to seeing you, you know, how you do, and uh, getting a chance to talk to you at the races. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Absolutely, Pierce. You have a good night, and we'll talk to you again soon, man. You too. I'll talk to you guys soon. Later. All right. See ya.
Okay, so Pierce Brown, um, nice kid. Oh, a super cool kid. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, there were some moments in that conversation where, like, I felt like uh, he wasn't sure of himself a little bit at the beginning of the conversation. You know, maybe it's just because he's coming off injury, and that's kind of why I said that thing at the end is like he's like, I don't know where I stack up, you know, and I know he doesn't know, but yeah, I don't think you could go into this and not. You need to feel like you can win. I've got to be around him a little bit, yeah. and I guarantee you he's not lacking confidence. Right, okay. So he's very humble. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's got, from what I hear, you know, I met his mom briefly. Like yeah. He's got re- really strong yep. uh, strong parents in the background and, like, really brought up well, right? And so it sounds to me like he's watching the other guys. Yeah. And to me, I, in my head, I could hear... I know I can beat those guys, uh, and yeah, those yeah. guys okay. are doing good. And and he didn't want to say that, obviously, but he did. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I thought. So. Yeah, that was cool, though. Um, okay, so I guess we're wrapping this thing up. You got anything else? Nope. Um, again, please support our sponsors. Support follow the our people um, that support our sport. Yeah, if you listen to this show and don't follow us on Twitter and Instagram, please go do that because that stuff, I, I've said before, it really, really helps a lot when it comes to sponsors and even like reaching out for media credentials – uh, for Feld, which I just sent our email in, that's actually p- some of the topics they ask. How many followers do you have on Facebook? How many followers do you have on Instagram? If you don't have enough, they kind of think you're a joke, basically. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so go, you know, f- hit us up on our on our social media. Get your loved ones to follow us on social media. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it means a lot. If you can, go to patreon.com. Look us up, Moto X Pod Show, obviously, and, and support us if you can. Um, we're putting things together for 2020 to try to make some of these races and get more content. We want to get back to the YouTube video, and eventually, if TJ ever gets his shit together, we will do some more of these shows live on YouTube. Um, so all that stuff is important, man. But uh, thank you for listening. I guess that's it. We we do have a show, or I have a show planned. TJ won't be here for next week. I think as of right now, uh, Dustin Pipes is in. Cooper Webb's probably going to be in. Uh, I think John Short will be on. Um, and... That may be it. I'd have to go look. But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll announce the winner of the Fly Casual Wear. So get your get your uh, emails in, in. Right? Yeah. MotoXPodShow.com. Contact form. <coughs> Excuse me. Holy shit. Right into the mic. You're ending the show. I was, was choking. A failure. Yeah, I was choking like I did this whole show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're out of here. And uh, look forward to talking to you guys.